Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. Uh, congratulations, everybody. Welcome into Mike in the Morning. I'm Michael Borky on the celebration day. Even though the parade's going to be tomorrow, but it's celebration day for, for Mississippi State fans. I um, am so incredibly impressed with your baseball team and really happy for, for so many of you. So, um, you know, I, I've told you guys before, like I'm not a journalist. We don't you know, Richard Haydad and I, we don't do journalism. We do radio. It's entertainment. Of course, it's commentary and stuff like that. And if we have things to report, we we report them. But, you know, it, it's more commentary, that kind of stuff. So I, I am allowed to say this, and it's not unethical. I am very happy uh, for all of you Mississippi State fans out there uh, that, that follow me and us and, and listen to our content and my content. And uh, most of you have very, very much welcomed me with, with open arms in your state, and, and you let me, you know, into your life somehow or another. And I know this has been a long time coming, decades coming, uh, for so many of you, and uh, I just could not be happier for you guys. I, I, um, I cannot wait to have this feeling myself. Hopefully, with Zion Williamson winning an NBA championship after we trade for Dame Lillard, but um, I'm very happy for so many of you out, out there that. I uh, have been waiting for something like this for so long. And for it to be baseball of all sports, I think is, like I said yesterday, it's really apt. And uh, that's how I want to start. Aside from James ringing the bell, it, um, I wanted to start with that. There are so many of you that uh, since I started at Super Talk years ago, but most especially when I started doing a whole lot more over the last couple of years, um, a lot of you state fans it's not just Ole Miss people that follow me, and I don't just talk about Ole Miss. And, and you guys have um, supported me and, and you know welcomed me into your world, and I'm glad that your world is now featuring a national championship. So I, I appreciate all of you guys, and I, uh, I'm very happy, very happy for all you guys, and I hope you continue to celebrate this for so long. So if you're a first-time viewer, this does happen every day. This is not an impromptu thing. Uh, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., uh, right here on Periscope, Facebook, and YouTube. So subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Michael Borky right there. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and this will get posted uh, all over the Sports Talk channels as well. And iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, Mike in the Morning or Michael Borky will turn up results. Subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. So it needed to be baseball, right? I mean, and that's how I want to start this. It, it needed to be baseball. Because of how much differently you guys approach baseball than most everybody else. I mean, we talk about it all the time, you know, attendance numbers and whatnot. It's Arkansas, it's LSU, it's Mississippi State, Ole Miss, um, Texas A&M, but they're a tier below, South Carolina, but they're a tier below, 
the, the care about college baseball in this state is especially unique. And Mississippi State fans have given more investment of their time, more investment financially, of course. Uh, the program has has been a staple of college baseball for so, so, so long. But they were missing that one thing, and they secured that last night, of course. I mean, obviously, they secured that last night. And it's appropriate that Mississippi State gets the program, the athletic department's first team national championship with baseball. It makes too much sense. I- I'm glad it was baseball. Uh, years and decades of, of hard work and getting there and getting there and getting there 11 times before this one and, and putting $70 million into a new facility and breaking attendance records. And by the way, attendance records were broken in Omaha. Most uh, attended College World Series ever. Most attended Game 3 ever. Most attended Championship Series ever. Uh, That is a direct testament to Mississippi State fans, without a doubt. That's a direct testament to you. And so it had to be baseball. It was going to happen eventually. This was a championship program. It has been for a while. Since I've been working media in this state. Mississippi State baseball has been a championship program in every facet except for the actual trophy. Um, They get championship-level players. They have championship-level coaches. Most importantly, and the thing we talk about all the time, they had a championship culture. And the one thing that was missing in what felt like and has been a championship program was the actual championship itself, and uh, no more. That that is that is no more. It is now everything about Mississippi State baseball is at a championship level. Everything about it is a championship level. It has been the the mental makeup of the team, the culture that has been built, that has resonated through multiple coaches, uh, all the way down to when John Cohen was the coach at Mississippi State. The the expectations. For every player, for every at-bat, for every game, for every series, it's been a championship culture. It's been a championship program for a while now. This was going to happen eventually. If it wasn't this year, it was going to happen soon. This is a program that is here to stay, that's been here. They've stayed here for a while. But I was asked on Twitter last night uh, if I think that this one will lead to more. And I think, yeah, I think it will. Uh, there's something to be said about the first one making the second one easier to win. Um, and, and I think that's the case here, for sure. The, the culture's there. I think Chris Lamonis is not going anywhere. Uh, John Cohen is going to have to give him a, a pretty fat payday. If <laughs> a, a lot of people are using Jerry Maguire memes today because the, uh, the name, image, and likeness has begun. And boy, did the athletes hit the ground running on that but to show me the money. <laughs> if I'm Chris Lamotis's agent, I don't know who his agent is, but I am just sending him the video of Rod Tidwell and Jerry Maguire screaming, show me the money at each other. <laughs> if, I, if I'm uh, if I'm Lamotis's agent, this is going to be the easiest negotiation of all time. You walk into John Cohen's office and you say, this is what we want. And John Cohen says, yep. And they sign the documents and go on about their day. Um, I think Chris Lamonis will be at Mississippi State for as long as Mississippi State wants him to be there. Uh, I think that multiple championships are going to be won by Chris Lamonis. I think another one will be coming. Uh, recruiting is only going to get better. 
because of this, college ba- or high school baseball prospects all over the country saw what state fans did in the College World Series, and they're going to – they have seen or will see what they do in their home environments. And obviously, they can go there and win championships. And, oh, by the way, they put players in the pros. I mean, it's it's a situation right now. After John Cohen locks up Chris Limonis, it will be this for a while, I think. They will be near or around the top of the college baseball world for a while. Eventually, they will stop going to Omaha. Like, there's going to be a year where they don't because it is baseball, and that does happen from time to time. But I think that we are about to see a run that Mississippi State fans have been waiting for for so long, that have expected for so long, and I think this is the beginning of that. And what reason would I have, would anybody have to think otherwise, right? Like, that's not even a a strong opinion because – what is there that would stop you or stop Mississippi State from continuing this kind of success? What reason would I have to think anything other than that right there? There's there's none. I think this is just the beginning. Chris Lamonis is a great coach, a forward-thinking coach. The way he managed his pitchers all season long was excellent, and that bred a deeper bullpen that executed on short rest and having one day in between the pool play win and the championship series. um, It's a different kind of player. There's a grit about them. And I know that's cheesy and, or or whatever, but it's, it's the truth The the way they play is different. It's not flashy or anything. It's, they just grind you to death. Uh, This is here to stay. This is a sustainable model. It's one that will continue. It's a coach that's not going anywhere. It's a program that's not going anywhere. And the players and the faces will change. Will Bednar will probably be a first-round pick here soon, so they're going to have to find somebody else to fill that role. But I have no worry about that whatsoever. This is a sustainable thing. This isn't a fluke like Coastal Carolina. With all due respect to my Chanticleers, uh, they were the uh, the safety school back home. So there's a little part of me that loves Coastal Carolina because they were my first acceptance letter when I was applying for colleges. That was a fluke. That's not a program that's here to stay. I don't I don't think they've been back in the the tournament since then. Definitely haven't been to Omaha since then. Definitely haven't been to a super regional since then. That was a fluke. This isn't. In baseball, you can get teams that do stuff like this, and it's a one-off, not – in this case, this has been a championship program that has a championship culture, and it just took them a little bit longer to actually win that championship. But now that they've got it, I think it's there's no reason to think anything other than this is going to continue at this level. No reason to think that at all. And uh, I'll get to your message, some of your messages first before I continue, actually. Um, JP says, morning, Mike. Kudos for calling how it turned out. Guess that advantage of NC State going home wasn't that big of a deal. Mississippi State has a men's title. Yeah, not to toot my own horn, but I said Vanderbilt wins game one. Mississippi State wins the next two on Sunday. I said that on Sunday. So, proud of me. Hey, I've got to milk that because I don't get – I don't get predictions like this right very often. So I have to milk that for what it's worth. But yeah, 
And recent history told you that losing game one was not going to be that big of a deal. I mean, four of the last five, only 11 of the last 17 game one winners have won the College World Series. But more recently, it's it's been the team that lost the first game. And you knew that Mississippi State was not going to be out at all, not even close, even though they got kind of smoked in the first game, right? I mean, what was it, eight to two? Uh, they didn't play well. McLeod was not good, but I mean, did anybody think that Mississippi State was just going to lay down and lose the next game or anything? No, I mean that that's just the mental makeup. Of course, they were going to recover after that first game. Andrew just says, "How about them dogs?" Yeah, that was awesome last night. And as you as uh, Dan points out, we one hit Vandy. He says, "Wow." That's what's the most impressive about this situation is after the second inning of the first game, forgive my language, guys, Mississippi State kicked Vanderbilt's ass. It wasn't close. It's not one of those situations where there's a championship series and one team won the first game by one and the next team won the the second game by one, and it came down to a walk-off in the final game, and these teams are so evenly matched that, you know, it it was just a hard-fought battle, and it's a shame that one had to lose. No, Mississippi State was significantly better than Vanderbilt, and they, I mean, absolutely proved that. Much better. I mean, 25 innings of the 27 innings, Mississippi State owned Vanderbilt, dominated Vanderbilt, were the better team. And as JP pointed out, Vanderbilt had the advantage. They got to skip a game against what would have been a really good, really hot NC State team. They got to skip that game. They didn't have to throw Jack Leiter. They got to save him for game one. They got to save their bullpen an extra game. Vanderbilt had the advantage going into this series as far as number of games played and bullpen arms and starting pitching. Vanderbilt had the advantage over Mississippi State. They did. And State still beat them like a drum, which is what happened last night. And on Tuesday, Mississippi State beat them like a drum. They were the much better team in this series. The much better team in this series. And, I mean, one hit last night. More on that in a second. I'll I'll keep reading your messages. Um, JP says, we approach it that way because we're desperately wanting a consistent winner, talking about baseball fandom in Mississippi. Baseball was always going to be where this state poked through first. Now for the gridiron squads to follow suit. Yeah, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Southern Miss are best equipped to win championships in baseball. It is actually, obviously, because Mississippi State did it, it's an attainable goal, one that you can do with relative consistency. Winning championships is always hard, but you can do it and be there with relative consistency. And that's why I've I've really been so strong uh, about Ole Miss and program leadership and the complacency that some people have there. Um, because look at what Mississippi State just did. Look at what they just did. Uh, they're making it to Omaha regularly. They're now winning championships. You can do it here. But cultures are obviously very different right now uh, between the two. And you saw that last night. Dan says, look at the remaining players. Next year is going to be strong, without a doubt. I mean, they're here to stay. 
You're going to have years where they don't go to Omaha uh, eventually. I mean, Chris Limonis, although he has a 100% hit rate, it's going to happen eventually. It may even happen next year. Um, Even the best programs in college baseball miss the College World Series sometimes. I know uh, three in a row, it's kind of hard to believe that that happens, but it could happen. The program as a whole, though, this this is it's sustainable, especially with Chris Limonis at the helm. Kyle says, my coffee tastes extra good this morning. Thanks for doing this every day. I've enjoyed having it to tie me over while waiting for games this week. Keep up the good work. Kyle, I'm not going anywhere either. Uh, I will be on vacation the week after media days. So I will be gone the first three days of that week. Other than that, I'll be here every day. I'll be here every day doing this for you. Football season, rain or shine, doesn't matter. Um, I'll be here at AM. So, uh, I appreciate you listening this week and, and glad that, that you were with me, of course. Stick around, though, um, especially now that after this, we'll do more championship stuff tomorrow as well, I'm sure, because the parade and all that's going on. But um, name, image, and likeness now is a big story. Uh, and then, of course, college football's coming. I mean, it's a little disingenuous to say this, but next month we have college football. It's more like seven weeks. But next month, we have college football. So stick with me. Craig says Lamonis is going to get paid. Oh, yeah, big money. Big, big money. Um, And I don't know if, I mean, you know, you don't pay him $2 million because you don't need to do that. And college baseball, you don't do that. But Google says Chris Lamonis is making six hundred k. I think that has changed. I was told last week it's around 800000 uh, he should be pushed up over a million for sure with incentives, you know, championship college world series incentives and stuff like that. But his base, I expect it to be pushed over a million and you guys saw he would deserve every penny. JP, this is the biggest thing for Mississippi state seven games in Omaha, zero errors. And what's most surprising about that is Mississippi State was awful defensively for pretty much the entire season. Awful defensively. That was their Achilles heel. I mean, we even talked about it going into this week, or this week, uh, this postseason was, man, I mean, Mississippi State, they've got all the the nuts and bolts of a a good team that can go to Omaha, but they've got to clean it up defensively. They have to, or else they're not winning anything with the way they play. They get to a Super Regional, and it was Notre Dame that made the mistakes that cost them games, and Mississippi State capitalized. They go to Omaha, and they don't make any. They get to the championship series, and it's Vanderbilt on Tuesday that makes mistakes that Mississippi State capitalizes on. We get to last night. Vanderbilt makes mistakes. Mississippi State capitalizes, and State played its best baseball when it mattered the most. They played their cleanest defense when it mattered the most. And, I mean, they hit the crap out of the ball the last two days. But that's a that's a big thing that is going to kind of get undersold with, you know, the one hitter last night and, and the offense against that Vanderbilt pitching staff. The story's going to be that. But the, the real reason I think that they're here and we're talking about a championship today is because they played clean. And when you play clean and your opponent doesn't, and your offensive approach puts so much pressure on your opponent. 
games like last night and Tuesday happen. So that, that's a good point. That's not going to be talked about a whole lot, but that that's why they're here. They had everything else, the makings of a championship team, but they didn't play clean enough defense. I even said it. I said that's going to be the, their downfall. I was wrong, obviously, uh, but that's what I said going into the postseason was I think Mississippi State can make it to Omaha, but they're going to slip up somewhere because they play bad defense. They figured that out, didn't they? <laughs> they figured that out in a big way. What has to happen to a, for, for a Mississippi school to win a football national championship? Ask me tomorrow. Ask me tomorrow. Because um, that's a long conversation. Um, and one that I, I really would enjoy having. Just kind of want to focus on, uh, on, on baseball and the championship today. So um, you'll never forget this, by the way. You, you will ne- obviously, you won't. It's your first one and everything. But um, I was a senior in high school when South Carolina won their first national championship. A um, couple guys from my hometown that played at my high school were um, uh, on that team. And they happened to win back-to-back. But still to this day, people remember the names. People still talk about that team. They remember the games vividly. They remember where they are. Um you guys are now going to get that feeling. I've always admired that uh, from from South Carolina fans. Is you know they had this this moment, this thing where um, they won this championship. They were on top of the world, and still to this day, when you bring it up to South Carolina fans, they remember everything. You know, and it's it's really cool. You guys get to have that now, and you've never had that before. Um, you're going to love it. <laughs> You're going to love it. But this is going to be something that you guys talk about for, forever. It's going to stick with you forever. Um, you're going to tell these stories to, to your children. Um, I saw a picture on Twitter uh, last night of, I, th- I think it was, uh, I won't say his name, even though a lot of you probably already know it, but the, the guy that runs the Six Pack Speak Twitter account. He took a picture of his son watching the game from, from a behind angle and it, you know that kind of stuff. That's going to stick with him forever. And um, it's really special. It's really, really freaking special. And um, uncharted territory for you guys. But that that feeling, it's not going to go away. I, I still talk to some of my um, South Carolina friends about those teams. In part because they're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know, we won back to back and then we fell off a cliff. What happened? Um, the whole well, promoting the baseball coach to AD thing didn't work out at South Carolina the way it has, at least for baseball at, at Mississippi State. But um, you're never going to forget it. And I know that's easy to say right now. Like, of course I'm not, but it's going to stick with you. I mean, we're we're 11 years past South Carolina's first one, and, and I, I still talk to people about it. It's 11 years later, over a decade later. So you won't forget it. The game itself last night, Will Bednar is a hero. I mean, on short rest, rest that, I mean, days between games that he's never dealt with before, just three days, that's it. And he goes out there and, I mean, one hit Vanderbilt, Mississippi State did as a whole. Will Bednar was a a no-hitter through six when he got pulled, and by the way, it was the right decision uh, by Chris Limonis. Um, 
that was the right call. I know you wish you could see your guy complete a no-hitter or at least let him pitch until he gives up a hit. But the game was in control, and there is a draft up coming in a few weeks. You've got to protect your kids as well as try to win games. So I didn't see any criticism, really. I saw very few criticisms of Lamonis taking him out right there. Uh, I don't think any of you would would disagree. That that was the right move at the right time. I, I'm sure Bednar was pitching a fit. They kept showing him in the dugout. and Coach, I'm good. I'm good. I want to throw. I want to throw. Let me throw. Son, thank you for everything you've done here. We're going to give it to Landon. And we're going to get you to the draft in a few weeks where you're going to be a first-round pick. And your children that you don't have yet, lives will be forever altered because of the check you're going to – or the contract you're going to sign here in a few weeks. Thank you. Go cheer on your boys and uh, protect that arm. (laughs) That was the right call at the right time. The only criticism I will offer is I wish that Chris Limonis would have given him the hero's walk-off. Um. I I don't know how you do that. Um, you know maybe maybe he didn't want to because it would essentially, you know, disrupt a championship game that you still have to play after you take him out. I really wish though he could have had that moment where he's on the mound and his team all converges in. And Landon Sims runs out of the bullpen, and he gets to give the ball to Sims and then walk off the field for the final time in the championship game at the College World Series where 24,000 people are screaming and yelling for him. I wish he could have gotten that send-off. I'm sure he's okay with how it how it worked out. Winning the championship is, is just fine, and throwing a no-hitter through six, at least, is hero stuff. Like he needs to be immortalized at Duty Noble after that performance. He's a legend forever. I do wish he could have gotten that send off though. That was the one thing I was like, "Oh, Chris, come on, let him just throw to one batter, let him throw one pitch, and then bring Sims in so he can walk off the field and and tell him, "Will slowly, slowly walk off this field, soak it in." I wish he could have had that moment, but either way, uh, that's hero status. He's a hero and and should be immortalized somewhere. On short rest, no hitting Vanderbilt through six is – I didn't expect that. I mean, I know, I know he's a great pitcher. I did not expect that. <laughs> not at all. Um, that was really special. I mean, hard, hard to believe. Even a great pitcher like him on short rest doesn't no hit Vanderbilt in the, in the championship game. Um. And then, of course, Sims comes in and slams the door and one hits Vanderbilt in the national championship game. That's legend stuff. It's just that's stuff of legends. Uh, Rowdy Jordan was great last night. He had been pretty bad. Not pretty bad. He had been really bad at the plate uh, up until last night where he had an explosion. And that's really his three hits early in the game against Kumar Rocker really set the tone for that game. Um, I, I don't think it would have mattered with how well – Bednar pitched, but Rowdy Jordan set the tone. And what was he? 0-9 going into Tuesday night, right? And he has three hits last night and just really... When guys do stuff like what he did, it just breeds confidence for everybody else in that dugout. And 
chasing Kumar Rocker, who, I mean, you can claim it was short rest, and it, and it was shorter than he's used to, but four days rest is plenty. That Mississippi State offense chased one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in America. I mean, I saw somebody say he's one of the greatest of all time in college baseball. That's a bit of a stretch, but this year, you can argue that he's the best in America, without a doubt. It's going to be a top 10 pick here soon. And his stat line was four and a third, six hits, five runs. He did strike out six, but in four and a third, Mississippi State forced him to throw 92 pitches in the game. 92 pitches in the game. They battled at the plate. They didn't chase that slider in the dirt. They feasted on fastballs. They fouled off pitches. They battled at the plate. The approach last night was spectacular for Mississippi State's offense. It was spectacular against what should have been arrested best pitcher in America. And they chased him after four and a third. That's what that's what we've been talking about with this team. That's what they do. It's what they are. And chasing Kumar Rocker like that last night. Uh, I mean, when you win a game nine to nothing, <laughs> I mean, where, where is there anything other than just being impressed, right? Uh, but, but Rowdy Jordan was great. Chasing Rocker, the offensive approach was, was excellent. Uh, the pitchers obviously were excellent. They forced Vanderbilt to quit. Vanderbilt quit last night. And, and I know that. Because of, and I pointed it out on Twitter, I think it was Isaiah Thomas in right field. There was, uh, I forget who hit it, doesn't matter. It was later in the game. It was the eighth inning. And um, it was late in the game. And there was, it was, it was a base hit. And it was kind of a tweener where an outfielder has to decide, do I dive or do I let it fall in front of me? And it kind of jogged to the baseball and it went, he could have made a diving effort to try to make a play, chose not to. The ball bounced in front of him, and he didn't even try to field it. It just went underneath him, and he just kind of just stopped, just didn't even bother. Ball gets past him, and he didn't even bother running after it. This is in the national championship game. I don't care what the score is. He quit. That was a quitting effort if I've ever seen one. Mississippi State beat Vanderbilt into submission in the national championship game. That was a quitting effort. That was a losing effort. And you could have ended the game right there. It was already over at that point. I think it was the eighth, if I remember correctly. It's all kind of, you know, mashing together. But that's how bad Mississippi State beat Vanderbilt. That's how in control they were, where a Vanderbilt outfielder didn't even bother giving effort at all on a ball in the national championship game. Because in the back of his mind, it was over. It didn't matter. I think he got pulled right after that, and rightfully so, because that, that was kind of pathetic. But that's that goes to show you how defeated Vanderbilt was in that. goes to show you how defeated they were. Back to some of your messages. Defense and one arm short was a critique, if I recall. And yeah, I mean, you know, they fixed the, the defense thing. They still were without great starting pitching in this series. They just overcame it. They just overcame, you know, McLeod's bad outing. They're just, they're so deep and experienced in the bullpen because of how Chris Lamonis handled this season that it didn't really matter. But um, they fixed the defense and overcame a really bad start. It's what good teams do. 
say to tie a bow on how much ESPN sucks. Eduardo was stating during the celebration, this feels like duty noble, to which Ravage followed, it sure does, it sure does. Why I'll support you, radio guys, until the very end. I used to love Harold and Carl. I watch baseball tonight rigorously. It's obvious he's in that seat for name recognition. Yeah, I don't understand that decision, but either way. Oh, and speaking of, uh, home plate umpire is lucky that it was a blowout. He was awful, awful last night. The zone was bad, but what I cannot freaking stand is how all season long, I haven't seen this all season long, and you wait until the third game of the championship series to start doing this delay of game BS and issuing balls and strikes if the pitch clock isn't done fast enough. Batter steps out of the box for a second, and you walk up to him and get get back in the box. I mean, making a spectacle of the whole thing. It's an embarrassment. I mean, that, that was awful. Awful to watch last night. Um, it's the national championship. We don't need to be issuing balls on pitchers for taking too long. Give five warnings if you need to before you start doing that. I mean, that, that, was, a, that was a joke. But um, it's not a story because, you know, Mississippi State beat Vanderbilt 9 to nothing in the, in the national championship game. Um, Patrick saying, I wonder if this changes the way – Mike Bianca recruits in the state of Mississippi. I notice a lot of state guys are from Mississippi. Ole Miss has like two. Um, Ole Miss has more Mississippi guys than you would think. I don't necessarily think it's where these guys are coming from. Uh, I think it's where they go. Uh, it's yeah, and there's something to be said that Mississippi State's recruiting a certain type of kid. I mean, they won the second game of the championship series with two junior college guys. Talent identification and development once they uh, arrive. Um, I, th- I still th- think it comes down to culture and, and approach. When they get on campus, how they are indoctrinated into the program. I think it's different in Starkville than it is in Oxford. I think that's your main difference. Talent acquisition is an Ole Miss's problem. Um, it's what they do once they get there. It's, it's different. You can tell the mentality between the two programs is different. The way the way the two teams play, the way they act is, is different. Um, yeah, you know, and you know, I had a state fan on Twitter say something to me last night about that opinion. I, I don't know how you how anybody can take that like as a slight. It's a it's a compliment. Culture is more important than anything else. It's the most important thing. That's why. That's how you win. That's how you sustain winning is by having a culture of winning. Um, Vanderbilt, on paper, should have been more talented than Mississippi State. They have more scholarships to give out than Mississippi State, that's for sure. But who was the better team, the much better team? Why were they mu- the much better team? I think it's upstairs. I think it's mental. I think it's coaching. That's the difference. If you're going to try to sell me that State is more talented than Vanderbilt, I'm not going to buy that. And that's a compliment. Culture and coaching are the difference. But it, it mostly comes down to culture to me. Um, we'll talk more about what this does uh, to Ole Miss tomorrow, I guess. This is a random thought, by the way, as I turn the page to, to another thing that I saw. I am a, a, a big fan of... Um, Championship logos, it's a weird thing that I nerd out on. I absolutely love 
Mississippi State's national championship logo. Let me show this thing to you. I'm a big fan of this right here. So this is uh, just from the press release of the parade. It'll be tomorrow, by the way. Um, and they're going to have like the whole, I, what is it? I guess it's a pep rally. I don't know what else you'd call it uh, at the stadium uh, tomorrow night. But this logo, I love this logo right here. That's a really good look. And you're going to see it everywhere. Uh, on shirts, hats, everything for the next 10 years. You're going to see it everywhere. But whoever designed that deserves a shout-out. That is a really nice, clean-looking National Champions logo with Duty Noble in the back. You've got the the font that you guys use. Um, I love that thing right there. That's a good-looking National Championship logo right there. I know that's a weird thing to care about or nerd out about or talk about on a uh, live stream, but um, shout-out to the designer there because I think that looks really good. And I know you guys are going to um, uh, buy the heck out of all the merchandise with that on it. Koozie, I mean, I, I saw this morning, somebody's got koozies, shirts, hats, long sleeve shirts, everything. Everything imaginable is, um, everything imaginable is, is going to have that logo uh, on it for sure. So, um, anyway, shout out to them. What inning was it when... Uh, State tried to steal second. The ump called ball four when it was clearly a strike. I mean, I think he forgot to make a call. I think that's what happened there. And so he just called ball four. I think he forgot. It was awful. Awful last night, uh, for sure. So, anyway. And NIL came at a perfect time, by the way. I made a joke on Twitter last night. I just put it in quotes and said, Hi, I'm Will Bednar. And when I'm not throwing no hitters in Omaha, I'm getting a new truck with no money down and no credit check. <laughs> Those kids, all of them, need to get on Cameo today. And if you're not familiar with Cameo, it's a it's an app or a website that you can... I mean, it has lists of musicians actors, athletes that you can pay, and each of them have a different fee depending on who they are. I got Melora Hardin to do one for my wife a, a couple years ago. She's uh, Jan from The Office. My wife loves The Office. Uh, to to write her or to record a happy birthday message. And so they'll send you a video of whatever you ask them to say for a, a fee. I think Melora Hardin's was like 100 bucks. Certain athletes are in the few hundreds, three, four, five hundred. Um. So, you know, big money for some. Every Mississippi State baseball player needs to get a Cameo account today because they would make a killing. Could you imagine right now, Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, Will Bednar, Landon Sims, what state fans, how many state fans would pay them 100 bucks to record a video? You know, hey, Dan, just wanted to say thanks for supporting us in Omaha. Glad that you're with us, Hale State. Whatever, you know, whatever you ask for. Those kids would make a killing doing that today. An absolute killing doing that today. Uh, what timing for those kids? It, they're allowed to have representation now. I don't know if you knew that. They're allowed to have agents that help them, you know, get these deals and stuff. Um, if they don't have one, I'm getting one right now. <laughs> get Capitalize off of this right here. I will do autograph sessions at the Brandon, Mississippi Dick Sporting Goods tomorrow if they have one. I don't know if they have one. Um, 
I'm doing a tour of the state if I'm Rowdy Jordan or Will Bednar. Get me everywhere. I'll go to Pascagoula on Monday, and I'll go to Hattiesburg on Tuesday, and Brandon on Wednesday, and Tupelo on Thursday. I mean, you could make a killing right now. They need to capitalize on that now that they're allowed to. Um, anyway, this is awesome, isn't it? This is just awesome. Um, national champions. How good does that feel still? I mean, has that really sunk in just yet? You just won a national championship. 999 tries. National champions. That's awesome. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I know you will. Of course you will. Um, Enjoy it because even for programs like Alabama in football, the work that it takes to get to this point is – it's hard to believe when you talk to people that have been there. So enjoy it. I'm pumped for you guys. I'm happy for you. Uh, This is so cool, and I can't wait to talk about it more on the radio today. And as we move forward into the summer, I mean, why not? The parade's tomorrow. I think they said it's going to start at 5.30. Yeah, 5.30. I'll just tell you, why not? If you haven't seen this yet, the route will begin at Little Dewey on University Drive, and it will end outside of uh, the home plate gate at the stadium. But um, they haven't released the exact route yet. That'll come later. But uh, go to Starkville. And uh, enjoy yourself. So, anyway, y'all have a great day. I know you will. Enjoy yourself. Thank you for uh, for being a part of this All College World Series. I hope you'll continue watching these and, and being a part of these. We've got a lot to talk about going into football season. But for now, enjoy your day. I know you will. Enjoy your week, your month, your year, however long it takes you to come down from the high that is winning a national championship. So, I've got to run. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube and all of the podcast channels and find me on Facebook and everywhere else. Enjoy the national championship, y'all. It's um, really, really was a joy to watch that team, and I'm really happy for you guys. So until tomorrow, y'all have a great one, and I'll see you uh, here soon. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.